Hey guys, welcome to uh, episode 10 of the uh, Step It Up podcast. Uh, we made it into double figures, which I'm really pleased about. Um, it's been going well. Uh, I haven't done one for a little while actually, but I've been kind of busy with a few things going on in my in my life. But um, we're back with an interesting one today. So this is an idea that I actually had on the fly today at work. And um, it came from an interesting thing really. I was talking about poetry and, and our, what my favourite poetry was um, to one of my colleagues and um, she, she introduced me to a brilliant one, uh, The Road Less Travelled by, uh, by Robert Frost and I, I loved it and then I shared my favourite one which was uh, If by Rudyard Kipling and it struck me, I was driving home today and I was actually thinking this, Rudyard Kipling's If is um, an amazing uh, guide to living your best life, right, and becoming a person um, that you can be proud of and um I started driving home thinking, actually, you know, we, we, do, we read all this personal development stuff and, you know, we read Tony Robbins books and go to his seminars and, you know, read self-help books all the time and Gary Vee videos and Ty Lopez and all of these people are actually, um, you know, great people, right? And they, they've inspired me over the years and, and continue to inspire me. But actually, this poem, written in 1894, is not only beautiful, right? Um, it's uh, an amazing guide to like as I say living your best life and um and it really really it really struck me that this is a, a personal development tool that that we should be using so I thought tonight what I would do is read it to you I've got it on my phone uh, next to the video here um and um and then dissect it and just have a think about what key phrases in it you know what lessons we can learn from it really um and um you know and I'd love to hear what you think about it as well and and did it inspire any thoughts in you and if it did you know just Drop them in the comments um, below because um, I really love this. And don't don't worry, you know the Step It Up podcast isn't about to become a literary sort of you know society or a poetry club or whatever. Um, but I just I just love this poem. Now, a little disclaimer: I uh, I started to look into um, you know what the poem was really about in the background, and I know that Kipling wrote it in a, in 1894, and he actually wrote it about a uh, a British colonial politician. Um, called Leander Starr Jameson, um, which I don't really like that part of the story because, um, you know, he was involved in the um, the Boer War and, uh, you know, I think you can trace back a lot of the, uh, you know, the events in South Africa to Britain's intervention over there and, and do, let's not go into it, but I'm not very proud of British Britain's colonial past, you know, the more I learn and read about it, uh, you know, the less kind of proud I feel about being a great Briton. But, you know, that's not the point of it. Actually, what I really love about it is, okay, he was inspired by someone, and that's why he wrote uh, the poem, because he had that person in mind. But actually, he wrote it uh, as um, for his son, who had just been born, right? And then that story has a very sad story, because his son then went and fought in the First World War for the for the Great British, and um, and he was killed. And uh, the significance of that, obviously, you know, it doesn't get needs to be getting more significant than that. But the significance of it is that Kipling was actually a, a, a campaigner, an advocate for Britain fighting in the First World War. Um, and then he, you know, obviously suffered, a, you know, one of the biggest, you know, the biggest loss and biggest tragedy of his life. So, you know, there's a lot of significance in, in all of this stuff. But I, I wanted to read it to you and, uh, and um, you know, see what you think. So here goes. So If by Roger Kipling. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you 
but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting, or being lied about, don't deal in lies, or being hated, don't give way to hate. And yet don't look too good, nor talk too wise. If you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two impostors just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn-out tools, if you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss, And if you can lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word of your loss. If you can force your heart, nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after you've gone. And so hold on when there's nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue or walk with kings nor lose the common touch. If neither foes nor loving friends hurt you, if all men count with you but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it, and, which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Now, I think you should just take a second there to reflect on the beauty of that. Perhaps not with the way I read it out. <laughs> um, but, uh, but just the beauty of that writing is just incredible. Right? But I'm going to go into it now and just think about, you know, just what, what, what it made me think. Right, so, so going back to the start, if you, can keep your head, if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, wow, that's incredible. I think that is about state management, right? I think... Um, you know, we talk about state management all the time, you know, being in your peak state all the time. Um, and, um, and I think that, uh, you know, what, what this really meant to me was when things are stressful, you know, when it really, you know, when, when, it, when it's, you're really up against it and things are on top of you, um, you know, do you keep a cool head and make rational, calm decisions that make the situation all over better, right? That's what a real leader does. Um, or... Do you get infected by all the stress and the frustration and everything around you and panic and, you know, just join it and make it worse and worse? Um, and also, I think the, you know, the, if you can, if you, if you are, you know, if they're losing their heads and blaming it on you, <laughs> you know, can, can, again, can you, can you accept that kind of personal attack um, for, for, and see it for what it is? Perhaps it's not true. And, um, you know, and, and just calmly rationalize, you know, your way through to positive action. So I really love that. I'm not saying I know how to do that or, you know, I've got examples of where I've done that before. But actually, you know, I think, think deeply. You can really apply that um, a lot to your own life. Second, um, you know, so if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. I love that, right? So, um, you know, one or many of us may have been in the situation where, you know, people perhaps lost faith in us um, and we didn't let that doubt get into our own heads. We didn't lose our self-belief. We didn't lose our, our, uh, our self-confidence, right? We just, we just came out fighting, confident in our own abilities, confident, you know, in our own self-belief. Um, and, um, 
and you know and and, and emerge victorious. You know, I can I can think of some examples of that in my life. I'm probably not going to go into them uh, right now, um, and I certainly have lost that battle more times than I've won it. But um, I think if you remember my podcast of uh, December the 29th, um, where I said, you know, this is going to be the, the the first day of the rest of my life, and I'm going to make it amazing. Um, I was talking about that a lot in there. I kind of felt that some people had lost, you know, faith in me and and, and had doubts in me, and I was starting to, um, you know, feel it myself but make allowance for their doubting too. Now, I also love that as well. So that's about not having, not carrying resentment to those people and just recognising that they're people with their own insecurities and they have to make a judgement on the world. Um, and, and I've really found that if you can see it from their point of view and empathise, one, it gets rid of all the resentment and fear, and two, it will allow you to solve the problem by looking at it from their point of view as well. So really, really powerful. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting, that's obviously about patience and you know not rushing into silly decisions or panicking just because you're you know because of panic. Um, it's about making decisions that are the right decisions, and sometimes the, the best decision might be to not take any action right now and wait and see how you know a situation emerges. And I, I think personally, I can think of lots of examples in my life where. I wish I'd just been a bit more patient. Um, one of the things there is I wish I'd been a bit more patient with myself because you know I always wanted to become the man that I want to become. And I used to get frustrated about not being that person or perceiving that I wasn't that person. Um, and actually, you know, all along, you know, there's a lot of qualities that I have that I'm really, really proud of. And um, you know, and I, I got tired of waiting for the man Scott Burden to emerge and actually you know probably stop looking at who I actually am and the qualities I, I do have as well um so that's what it sprung to mind for me um or being lied about don't deal in lies so I love love that that's probably more for people that are in maybe in the public eye but maybe you've had a situation where people have said things about you that are not true and it infuriates you and um makes you want to retaliate but this is just about keeping calm um you know not you know, being objective and just taking positive action instead of, you know, stooping to others' levels. Love it. Or being hated. Don't give way to hating. Um, I, I think empathy is one of the best things that you can ever have. Uh, empathy and gratitude are two of the most amazing qualities you can ever have. And um, I had some situations recently where, uh, you know, certain things happened and I've really resented and blamed the people that you know, I, I saw I were responsible for that um, initially. And then I really sort of started to look at the world from their point of view and empathise with them and think, OK, you know, look, there but for the grace of God go I, right? If I was in that situation where, and I was dealt the same hand, how would I have reacted? And it, once you can really understand that, it, as I say, it takes away and evaporates all fear. Um, and, you know, that's why I think empathy is so important. So, you know, um, or being hated and don't give way to hating. I love it. If you can dream, oh, sorry, and, and I missed a bit, and yet don't look too good, nor talk too wise. That is a really powerful thing for me, especially in this um, day and age of social media. And you might think, well, what a massive hypocrite, because you're here sat on social media doing a podcast, you know. Um, but actually, I, I really think that, you know, um, we're, we're becoming obsessed with social media these days. You know, the, the Instagram world, the, even the Facebook world where we're thinking, oh my God, I've got to make sure that my online life looks absolutely amazing and very, very, you know, um, um, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, enviable. Um, because otherwise people might not like me or think 
that I don't, you know, or think that I'm not living the best life I possibly can. So he wants the best filter for this nice selfie. And look at this amazing brunch that I'm having with this one. And uh, all of those sort of posts that kind of drive me nuts. Um, and if you ever see me doing them, right, let me know. Um, you know, I, I think that's don't look too good nor talk too wise. Um, yeah, I think there's a big lesson there because, you know, pride before a fall, right? If you can dream and not make dreams your master. Love that. Pretty simple one. I think what that's saying is dream and have vision, but deliver and execute on it, right? Because if you, if you become a master to your dreams, um, you, you end up maybe with a life of unhappiness because you never quite feel like you're fulfilling your potential. And uh, I can certainly, um, certainly empathize with that, as I said earlier. If you can think and not make thoughts your aim, again, I think that's about don't become just a thinker, become a doer as well. If you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same. I love this one. So um, I, I'm, I'm learning through a personal development program that I'm currently going on. Um, I'm really learning to uh, accept who I am and just accept you know, the, the world. And I don't mean accept low standards for myself. I don't mean that, that kind of thing, you know, settle for second best. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but I've learned to just accept the things I can't control for what they are. And, you know, having the courage to change the things I can. And that comes from something called the serenity prayer, which is, you know, used in 12-step um, programs to help people overcome addiction. I'm going to do another podcast about that, actually. Um, but, um, you know, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same, I think it's fantastic. You know, turning to soccer, I remember Eddie Howe, who's um, a very successful um, you know, football manager for AFC Bournemouth, um, if you know that journey, you know, he's a very impressive man. And he, he said, look, we never get too high when we've won and we never get too down when we've lost. You know, we just look at each game and say, yeah, there were the, there were the good points. That's what we should learn from it. These were, you know, these were the negative points and this is how we can improve it in the future. Um, because if you get too hung up on your last uh, triumph or disaster, it can completely, you know, make you really complacent and arrogant. Or it can make you feel depressed and demotivated and, you know, destroy your confidence. So I, I really love that, that one. To me, that's one of, the, one of the phrases in the poem that should really come out and hit me. Um, if you can bear the tr to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools. Um, this, is, this is an interesting one. You know, I think this is about people, you know, manipulating what, what you said. Um, and, you know... It, to be honest with you, I probably need to have a bit more think about that. I'm not really sure what a knave is, and uh, I'm not sure if I've ever had anything twisted by one. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, I, I really love that. But, you know, if you guys have got a good interpretation of that one, you know, then answers on a postcard, I, I'd, love to, uh, I'd love to hear it. Um, or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn-out tools. That's amazing. You know, um. I, um, I'm not going to go into massive details, but I, I, a few years ago, I was in a really good position in my life. I'd actually saved, you know, a decent amount of money. And um, I was super proud of that. And then certain things happened to me, circumstances changed, and I started to lose all of that again. And um, not all of it, you know, I still got some of it. But um, I, um, I felt so depressed about it. I, f I felt like, you know, my life, what's the point? You know, what's the point in, in carrying on? Because, you know, I've worked so hard to get to that position and now it's all gone again, you know. And and um, and I realised that that's just, you know, you, you don't need those material things to be happy. And actually, the stock that you should be measuring your life by is how happy you are. You know, that's how successful you've been in your life. And, um, 
you know, I, I really love that. And, and it's also about the courage to get up and start fighting again. You pick up those worn out tools and build it again. Just keep going, keep going. You can turn any situation around. You know, I, I, um, I really love, love that. And um, I know a few people, role models in my life, that have been in precarious situations like that and then really turned it around. Uh, one of them is a guy called Scott Harrison who runs the Six Pack Revolution. Um, and, um, you know, hopefully I'm going to interview him on a podcast one day about this subject, actually. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss. So I absolutely love that. I think that's probably about cricket because I think Rudyard Kipling was a big cricket fan. Um, but he's basically saying, you know, if you're prepared to gamble it all and risk it all uh, on a venture, you know, um, then, you know, that, then that's what you should do. You know, if, if that's what is going to make you happy and that's what, you know, uh, real living for you and what if, if, if that's what it takes to make you feel alive and reach your potential. And it might not just be money. He's talking about if you can take one heap of all your winnings and risk it all on a turn of pitch and toss. Maybe he's talking about your pride. You know, maybe there's, um, you know, uh, somebody that you want to go and ask out on a date or ask to marry you or whatever it is. Um, and in your heart, you're thinking, like, I'm giving you my whole heart here and all my pride. And if you say no, it could kill it all but i'm prepared to risk it on that one turn of pitch and toss absolutely love that um and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word of your loss amazing again it's about having the strength to get up and fight again no matter what happened and not become a loser who whinges all about the oh if only i'd had this if only i'd had this money if this thing hadn't happened to me if you know this circumstance hadn't happened i, I love that if you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve you your turn long after they are gone, right? And I think that's all about leaving a mark on the world. I really do. I think that's about legacy. I think that's about you know not just th you know, thinking about what you're going to leave behind. Are you going to are you going to um, be looked upon in the future as a warning or an example? You know, and, and personally, I've got I've got I haven't got any children, but I've got um, a niece and nephew that are very very dear to me. Um, and a lot of friends, kids as well. And I really want them to, their parents to be able to say to them, you know, look at your Uncle Scott, you know, be like that, you know, eat, eat, you know, maybe, you know, take better care of your, your hair <laughs> um, over the years. But, you know, um, be, be, be like him, you know, rather than phew, remember what happened to your Uncle Scott. Um, you know, and, and I think that, that I actually that's a real driving force for me, that one. If you can... Um, Sorry, and so hold on when there's nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on, I love this bit. That's what everything's about for me. That's what stepping it up and the Step It Up podcast is all about to me. Um, that, that's really amazing. Um, if you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue or walk with kings nor lose the common touch. Wow. So a friend of mine once told me that uh, Marcus Aurelius, the, the, the leader of you know, the Roman Empire, and also the old bloke in, uh, in Gladiator at the start, if you remember. <laughs> can't remember who plays him now. Um, but um, the, um, he, Marcus Aurelius, employed a man to walk behind him when he was a leader and just repeat the words, you are but a man. You are but a man. You are but a man. And that was so he didn't get cocky and arrogant and think that, you know, he was, he, was, he was bigger than everybody else, even though he was leading that, that Roman Empire. So he remained humble. And, he re in, and from that position of, you know, humble kind of servitude, he was able to do a much better job than being, you know, an arrogant um, e egomaniac. And I think there's certain politicians in the world today who, you know, maybe don't need me to name them, 
um, who really need to learn that lesson big time. Um, and I think that, you know, if, if I'm in the position where I'm a leader someday, um, I'm, the, I'm the leader of this podcast, which is great. You know, we've got one employee, which is also me, and I have trouble keeping him in line, to be honest. Um, but if I'm ever a leader of an organization again, um, you know, I'm really going to really going to remember this one. If neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you. That's an interesting one, right? So that's basically about do you let external influences, your relationship with other people sort of govern how you feel as a person, you know, yourself. And, um, you know, I think that, that's, that's, that's really interesting. If I think back to recently I did an exercise where I, I kind of had to write down all the resentments that I was carrying um, and um, really think of everything and leave nothing out, right? <laughs> and there were some ridiculous things in there. You know, I know I remembered criticisms. I remember the criticism of my school teacher when I was in middle school um, after I did a cross-country run. And um, uh, I came like, a, a, you know, a, a very, very disappointing 56th out of 85 or something like that in a cross-country run, running through bogs and stuff like that, you know, four or five mile run. And my school teacher said to me, um, I was 12, I think, maybe a bit younger, maybe like 10 or 11. And my school teacher said to me, um, look, Bernard, I thought you'd be much better at running. You're supposed to be a football player, aren't you? Um, and um, I really took that to heart. And I then believed I was crap at running for years and years and years. And do you know what? Just like the law of attraction, if you believe that stuff, if it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right, then you shall be crap at running. And um, I held that belief in my head for such a long time. Um, and I really let that person get to me. You know, what right has he got to say, you know, first of all, um, not many teams train for football by running through, you know, bogs and uh, running for four miles in, you know, mud and on rough terrain. And everything. It's got nothing to do with football. But I didn't feel that at the time. And I believed it. And, you know, that, that I could really go back and say, look, you know, I, I let that person hurt me. All right, I was only a young kid, but I'm not a young kid anymore at 42. I don't have to moan when I'm running around and thinking, you know, Still believing that idiot teacher of mine. It's crazy. Um, if all men count with you, but none too much. Um, and, and again, I think that's about leadership and about, um, you know, not being, a, you know, a, almost a deity, a dictator to those people. Um, but actually, you know, showing some vulnerability and, and, and frailties, you know, which, which actually makes you stronger. Exposing vulnerabilities to, to people actually makes you a stronger leader. Um, if you and, and now we're into the real the bit that really I love. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with sixty seconds of distance run. Now, for me, this is all about the fact that life is passing us by in a flash, and you know the time time is unforgiving. Minutes are unforgiving. They march on, and it's up to us to make the best that we possibly can out of that time, right? So that is about the, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, that's about living your potential and uh, taking action and not procrastinating and not spending your time hating and you know not forgiving and not feeling gracious for what you do have in life and having gratitude. And um, that's a lesson that I'm really sort of starting to learn um, these days. And, uh, you know, I think, oh, great. I've just had a text message coming through and been a really poignant part of the... Uh, uh, the thing, but um, I, I really, I really believe that that is the gold in this. Uh, that is the gold in this, uh, in this, in this um, poem. I, it really, really touches me. Um, and then finally, yours is the earth and everything that's in it, and which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Now that, 
that reminds me of uh, my dad, you know, the, the amazing advice my dad has given me over the years and uh, passed down from his dad before him. And his dad before him fought in the Second World War and after the Second World War for the British Army and brought a family up on a, on a pittance and took in his younger brother uh, who was, you know, mentally uh, disadvantaged and looked after him for years and, you know, was, was a, an amazing person. So, and my dad's an amazing person for the upbringing that he's given me, but that was passed down to him. And who knows how much of that wisdom was passed down from my great-grandfather, um, a man who fought at the Battle of the Somme in the First World War, probably saw some absolute horrendous, you know, atrocities that, that, that he saw. And his father before him, I don't really know who he was, um, but all of these amazing pieces of advice that you get in life, you know, passed down through generations, I think is absolutely invaluable. And as much as I'm an advocate of going to seminars and watching podcasts <laughs> and recording podcasts and reading books um, and following people on Twitter and all of these great inputs, I don't think we should ever, uh, you know, ignore that advice at your peril that's been handed down through families through generations i think it's i think it's absolute gold so um anyway i hope you really enjoyed this uh this this podcast this video podcast i i um th th like i say this poem really really touches me and um i uh i i really want it you know uh, to inspire people to think about you know what does it mean in their lives and has it held the key for something that you might be doing wrong or not achieving what you want to achieve or not getting the outcome that you want to achieve has this poem any of these verses in this poem hit a chord i'd really love to know um i appreciate it might be private so you can pm me or whatever um but um yeah i'd love to get some feedback and discussion going here uh thanks for listening and thanks for watching and uh, i'll catch up with you again soon